Hello, and you're very welcome to our next Collider Feature podcast. My name is Leoba Petrie. And I'm Anya Gallagher. And our featured artist is the dazzling flautist Fiona Kelly. Our featured composer for this concert is Amy Rooney. She's written a solo piece for Fiona for solo flute. And this concert will be available from the 7th of November online on our website. Tickets are available on kaleidoscopenight.ie. But we will also be hosting a premiere screening. So come along, join us, watch the concert on a big screen with a great sound system and remind ourselves what being an audience is like. And we look forward to seeing you there. Tickets and more info on kaleidoscopenight.ie. My name is Fiona Kelly and I am a flute player. Um, I'm from Cork City, but I am living in London and freelancing here. And I'm the next featured artist for the Kaleidoscope series. How did Leoba approach you for this series? Like what was the brief for it? really that I could do whatever I liked <laughs> total free reign which is amazing and that can be like, a kind of scary brief sometimes <laughs> yeah scary and dangerous as well but I'm really familiar with Kaleidoscope because I've been lucky to do some of the live shows back when we had live shows so I was super excited to be able to curate an entire show and just to have that freedom of getting to play with anybody I wanted and whatever kind of music I wanted to do. Basically it's been such a long time of not really playing with anybody and not really playing very much over the last 18 months so my idea was just simply music that I love played by musicians that I love and admire and yeah basically that simple. One of the pieces that I was really pleased we could do, written by Sebastien Dubé. And he is French-Canadian, but he lives in Sweden, and he's a double bass player. He is the bass player in the Swedish Chamber Orchestra, which is where I had a job. I used to work there. And he's an amazing character. He's a brilliant musician, and he is a fabulous classical orchestral bass player, but also he plays folk tunes and reels on his bass and writes lots of music and we did a gig with the orchestra with Swedish Chamber Orchestra where it was sort of Sebastian Dubé and friends and one of the pieces it was just called Bach à la Dubé it was with the full orchestra and we were playing and I was listening to this being like I know that all of these pieces but it was in Swedish folk style and it was you know this a big long kind of suite every movement I was like this is mad I know all of this and it was sort of for like nickel harpa solo this fantastic instrument if you don't know it like YouTube some clips it's really cool it's crazy sort of folk fiddle but there's almost keys on it and it's sort of bowed slightly backwards and then it was only until we got to the last movement that I was like ah it's this is the minuet and bedinery from box orchestral suite number two which is originally for solo flute and orchestra, which I played loads. And Sebastian had written it in this amazing Swedish folk style. 
and I wrote to him and I was like I really want to play this piece and you know it's actually for the flute originally so um, would you do me an arrangement please 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 and he was like yeah but I'm super busy and also I wrote it in D because that suits the folk instruments and he was like you'd have to relearn it because it's originally in B minor and all of this and like it's okay I don't care I don't care whatever you can do so so I just wrote to him and I was like okay I think this is the forces that I'll have like a string quintet basically and flute and then I'm really hoping to have a fiddle player but yeah it's such a cool piece it's really really good fun um, and that sort of mashup of Bach and folk music felt like I had to throw in some like straightforward normal 100% Bach so I just did the the courant from the A minor partita by J.S. Bach really really nice music and it's sort of like that music that I've played it forever you know since I was a teenager probably was the first time I played it and I didn't really get it and it was just really difficult and now it's still really difficult but it's a little bit different you know and I think it's one of those things I'll always come back to and it'll be different every time and maybe always a bit difficult but in a in a very good way yeah well his music is just lifetime lifetime works exactly yeah Yeah. that's the beauty of it really the beauty and the difficulty because you feel like you never really conquer it or something you feel like you never finish it there's quite a bit of solo flute music in the program and i think that's just quite a bit of me having been on my own and playing a lot by myself and um yeah, you mentioned there that you haven't really been playing for the last two years. So yeah. can you describe that, like how that's felt or how it's had an impact on your music and on your skill? Yeah, it was more at the very, very beginning of everything. And actually I did a, an online concert for Triscoll in Cork really, really early on. So I was like furiously practicing all of this solo flute music. You know, it was completely bizarre playing in this room that I'm sitting in now this is my little practice room doing a concert and kind of talking to an audience you know that's you're not really sure that they're there but um after that I definitely just sort of got into a bit of a depression and I really I found it really hard to do any practice at all and I just didn't want to play by myself and there are a couple of musicians living in the house but like the instruments I mean we've got a double bass and a trombone and there was a violin for a while and like just completely the wrong instrument. So, and we tried a little bit, but it was like, oh, lads, this isn't what we do. Yeah, it was like I just had a bit of a mourning period, really. And the students really kept me going, though I was teaching. So I had to be in some kind of shape for them. But yeah, since sort of January, it's all like it's all back. I've been playing a lot more, but I didn't want to let go of the being on my own flute by itself sort of thing like uh, we did a lot of sort of big pieces for the kaleidoscope concert maybe you know sort of seven or eight people and but it's also kind of satisfying to just have the flute on its own and another piece is by amy rooney called 842 stockman's lane so amy was the uh, featured composer for the concert i had never played any of amy's music before you know, I'm talking loads there about having not played during the lockdowns and things. But her piece is all about 
the surreal experience of lockdown and sort of the respite from the hectic tempo of modern life. I wrote to her actually when she sent me the piece, I was like, oh my God, it's mad because that was one of the first things we noticed here. Like I'm in London and, you know, busy, mad city. I think everybody felt that, just the change in the sound, like no traffic, no nothing. The birds were going mental, just the pace of everything changing. And that's what her piece is all about, really. And I really enjoyed learning the piece and and getting to know it better. My name is Amy Rooney and I am a composer from Newry in County Down. And today we're here to talk about my new piece, Stockman's Lane, which is part of the Kaleidoscope series. And it's for flute and it's going to be played by Fiona Kelly. The only brief was flute and six minutes. So it was lovely to write this piece because I was able to bring whatever I wanted to the, to the table. The title is Stockman's Lane and that's a place, if you're going into Belfast from Newry, you kind of go through Stockman's Lane and it's really busy. It's like a bottleneck in the morning and night. So this piece sort of reflects on the flow of traffic and how it was forced to change during the lockdowns of last year. Um, the first section is life pre-COVID, where the music is busy and repetitive in nature. And then the next section is, is the lockdown as such. So it's a quiet, peaceful passage where, as was the case in the lockdowns, the, the rush hour just seemed to stop almost. And then the end of the piece sort of asks the question, are we going back to that again? I don't think we can answer that just yet. Hmm. And it's interesting hearing you talk about um, lockdown being quiet. Like, was that like, your experience of it? Did you find it quite a relaxing time? Yeah, I think it was. It was lovely. I think you, for me, I really reflected on how busy I was and how unnecessarily busy, perhaps, I was. And you know, moving around, traveling, doing all these things. And you sort of, I had the best intentions of you know, I won't, I won't go back to that again. But I think slowly slipping back again. I think a lot of people would say the same. Well, I guess maybe work-wise, the composer might find lockdown and that kind of scenario a bit easier to work within. It's quite a solitary position you're in anyway. Whereas with Fiona, she found the lockdown part of it like really difficult, especially work-wise. She was just not playing. She found it really stressful. And then it's interesting just talking to a composer about it and they have just such a different experience. Yeah, we're, we're lonely people and we like to be on our own anyway. So it was it was kind of more of the same. <laughs> so the first piece is quite um, hectic, quite repetitive. So there's a figure that runs through. It's a, a an intervallic figure where you, you will hear the same pattern repeated over time, and it, it modifies each time. <clears throat> that sort of reflects the you know morning rush hours is the same every day. But if you look closely, there are different details. Cars in different places. You might be a little bit earlier one day, a little bit later. So the first act is quite regimented though it's, it's it's you can hear a repeated figure whereas the second section is much freer it's much it's, it's a lovely soaring melody on the flute it's very flexible rhythmically and it's it's just a complete contrast to the busyness of the first section it's like a calm after the storm as such mm -hmm. and then the final section picks up again the pace picks up it's very similar to the first section but it doesn't, it's a, it's a question mark almost. So it's it's busy, but not as busy as the first section. So it sort of leaves the listener with the question, what what is the future? What is Rushar going to look like? Is it the same as it was, or is it, you know, a little bit less intense? Another person who I was very excited to play with 
and invite to collaborate with Cormac McCarthy. He is from Cork City and I've known Cormac since I was a tiny tot. I probably didn't even play the flute. He's just a stunning musician and he's one of those very few people who can do the folk music thing and do the jazz thing, do the arranging. Also, he's been doing loads of conducting and he's a brilliant piano player. So you'll you'll hear the sort of folk-inspired piece, um, Nostos, uh, flute, violin and strings and piano. And then he... Uh, there's also a sextet, which is more sort of jazz inspired. Then you'll hear him play with Maria. And actually those are Maria's. One of them is a tune by Maria. And then the other one was a Swedish folk tune that they played together. Fasten. And and then you get to hear Cormac on his own doing his jazz piano thing. Yeah. And then um, Maria Ryan was one, a new discovery, someone I'd never played with, but also equally was Francesco Giusti. And he is a legend because people who know me will know that I'm one of a million musicians. And there was one person in my family who had never done anything with uh, Rachel Kelly. She's mezzo-soprano. She's my cousin. And there is this gorgeous Vivaldi aria, sort of bam for the soul, uh, musical bam. I really wanted to do that piece with Rachel. And she got a chest infection just before and she couldn't sing. And she left me a voice note and everything like it was a disaster. Could barely understand her. So Francesco stepped in at the last minute. He's on the INO Opera Studio course. And he just stepped in at the last minute, memorised it and was absolutely fantastic. So I think Dublin is very lucky to have him. I'm sure you'll hear loads more of him in the future. was a massive failure at the violin so uh yeah piano and violin going on and uh total failure brilliant teacher Una Kindlin taught loads of legendary violinists in Cork and who live all over the world but unfortunately it just was not for me and my mother is a flute player and my dad is a cellist so like I just came in one day might have been after an exam. It's like, there's no way I can't do this anymore. And I think they also couldn't do it anymore, the sound of it. So they were hoping to keep an eye on me by either if I chose the cello or the flute. And mum handed me a flute and was like, look, just have a go with that. And I could make sound immediately. So I was like, OK, great, this will be easy peasy. Um, and there, there it began. But I'm the youngest of four and we're all musicians. And I didn't, I kind of, they all went on and did music before me and I always thought like no I'm going to be clever I'm going to do something that makes some money but uh, that didn't happen but uh, but I am very happy if a little poor This podcast was produced by me Annie Gallagher and it featured The Oba Petrie Amy Rooney and Fiona Kelly this concert will be live streamed and tickets and further information are available on kaleidoscopenight.ie.